0: Learn all about investing in real estate in WISTA, Massachusetts, with a combination of real estate financial planning and modeling with numbers specific to WISTA. Plus, syndicated, more generalized recordings of live and pre-recorded real estate investing classes. Not all of them specific to WISTA. Be sure to stay tuned after the podcast for a message from our sponsors. All right. Welcome, everyone. I am James Orr, and I'm super excited. We are going to go over the introduction to the brand new coaching program putting together. It's called Discover How to Buy a Rental Property that will move you toward financial independence in 90 days or less when prices are high, interest rates are high, and rents are lagging. And really, this is about Uh, A lot of folks right now are facing the challenge of trying to buy a rental property where it's really hard to make the property's cash flow. You know, prices have gone up really rapidly over the last few years. Interest rates have gone up considerably in the last year. They're down to the tiniest bit as I'm doing this recording, but they're way higher than they were, you know, more than double what they were, you know, a year or two ago. Um, And rents are up, but not quite up enough to counteract the really high prices and the really high interest rates that we're seeing. And so this is going to be a coaching program about how to buy a rental property in the next 90 days, and specifically one that is going to help you achieve financial independence. And I think for a lot of folks, you think right now that's all about cash flow. And I think for a lot of you, that's true. But I wonder if it is true for as many people that think it is true for them. I think that there are some people that are going to be surprised when we go over what financial independence means mathematically, and also some of the strategies we have for achieving financial independence, and why you might be open to a couple different strategies that you might have excluded before that. So, this is going to be the introduction, and we're just going to go over a couple of really short topics just to kind of get you a lay of the land of what we're going to be heading to do. And then I will go ahead and teach individual modules. And then the thinking right now is to continuously do uh, daily coaching sessions where I cover small mini topics, and we give you time to ask whatever questions you have about actually implementing the strategies for yourself. And we are going to optimize the crap out of you improving cash flow, um, and I'll show you a slide here at the end uh, of the process we have for improving cash flow, and we're going to go into excruciating detail on how to do that. And you may opt to include you know, one, two, several of these things. Some of them are, you know, $50 a month improvement in cash flow. Some are $100 a month. Some of them are, you know, like $10,000, $20,000, $30,000 per year, um, kind of like models for doing that. And so we're going to go over a lot of those details in the other modules, but I'm going to give you an overview uh, today of some things. So the first thing is the seven steps for buying a rental property. And these really are, if you think about it, the seven steps everyone should go through If they're buying a property that they're trying to use to achieve financial independence, um, ideally a rental property that they're trying to do that, a cash flowing rental property. And so these are really the steps, whether you're going through our coaching program or not, I think these are the steps you should be doing. Now, not everyone is going to be doing them. And I think that may be some of the problems some folks are facing, but uh, this is what we're going to cover right now. So uh, the first step is financial independence. Knowing what financial independence looks like for you so that you can decide the property that i'm considering right now is that going to be a good property that is going to help move me toward being financially independent or is it going to be a investment that you make but it's kind of a slow not ideal investment to get you where you need to be so we will go over what financial independence means what it specifically means to you we'll actually have you go do some numbers as some homework to be able to determine what it means to you and then you'll be able to see with clarity does this property that I'm considering buying, especially with all the different ways we can use to improve cash flow or cash now, does that move me toward financial independence? So that's step one. Step two is strategy. What real estate investing strategy will you use to get there? And a lot of you are probably coming in thinking, I'm going to use traditional long-term buy and hold. And I think for a lot of you, that's probably right. However, there are a wide range of strategies that depending on where you are in your journey toward financial independence, like how you're going to get there, where you may want to slightly twist up your strategy kind of change what you're doing and improve on it, make slight modifications to get there faster or get there safer or get there faster and safer, kind of both. And so, or maybe you want to raise the, standard of living you have once you do reach financial independence. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. So um, what strategy, what real estate investing strategy we use to get there. So determine the strategy you're going to use. And then all about funding and financing. Funding in my mind is about the down payment you're going to use or if you're paying all cash, the, the full purchase price of the property. And then financing is all about the loans you're going to get, whether you're going to do something creative like subject to or lease option or owner financing, or if you're going to do traditional financing like FHA or VA or USDA or conventional, you know, 15% down, non-owner occupant or 20% down or 25% or 35% down or 50% down. Like those are all the different ways that we could talk about funding, down payments, and then financing the properties that you're going to buy. The next thing is all about your dream team. So not only is this who's on your dream team, Real estate agent, lender, property manager, attorney, title company like all the people that you need in order to do transactions, but also what their roles are, what kind of like where their job ends and where your job begins, and what you need to be thinking about as a member of your team. Like, what are your responsibilities in this kind of like process? And what are the responsibilities of your real estate agent, your lender, and your property manager? And if you've done a bunch of transactions, you probably are pretty familiar with some of this stuff. Maybe I'll catch you with you know, a couple of things that you didn't know or didn't think about. But for a lot of you folks that are buying your first or second or third property, I think some of these are going to be surprising to you. And so we have some processes and and some systems for looking at what everyone's role is, including what all of your roles are as the primary real estate investor and how that all works. And then, of course, you know, I should be saying this, but as we go through each one of these steps, we are going to be optimizing for cash flow and cash now. So we're going to look at strategies and think about, all the different ways that we can improve cash flow for you by changing your strategy or by doing a slightly different strategy or by changing the way we think about a strategy or funding and financing, you know, putting more down or putting less down or picking a different loan or picking a different lender or buying down interest rates, all the different things that we're going to talk about as part of the funding and financing. And then the dream team, there are definitely ways that you can improve your cash flow by picking certain team members in certain ways. And so we'll talk about those as we do that. And then the next step, uh, step number five in the uh, buying a rental property kind of process is deal analysis. How do you analyze deals? And for me, this is almost like in two parts, right? There's the first part of understanding all the different types of returns that you get by investing in real estate. It's not just cash flow, right? I mean, you get appreciation, you get cash flow, you get debt pay down, you get depreciation, you get the return on your reserves, which we'll go into a lot of detail on that. But like all those different returns you get, and then optimizing for the returns that you want to get that will move you toward financial independence fastest and safest and with the highest standard of living when you get to financial independence, like all of those things need to be taken into consideration. I think a lot of folks right now think, oh, I'm going to optimize for cash. flow. I'm going to look at you know, cash on cash return on investment or cap rate if you're kind of a cap rate type person. So we will go over both the returns, what all of them are and understand them at a very deep level. And then in addition to that, I will give you literally the world's greatest real estate deal analysis spreadsheet so that you can analyze deals and understand at a glance whether this is a deal you should be investing in or not and how that all works. So deal analysis is going to be step five to make sure that you're buying the right property and we can optimize for whatever return you want. In a lot of cases, it's going to be the you know cash flow and the cash now kind of half of the quadrant there, which we'll get to in detail. But I think a lot of folks will be surprised that sometimes you may choose to invest in a slightly different way because it actually gets you to financial independence faster. And it's the better way to buy a rental property in that particular way. We'll get to a lot of detail. We're going to dive really deep into this, but this is the kind of introduction. The next time is literally optimize cash flow, cash now. So I'll show you a kind of sample slide based on kind of these concepts. But a long time ago, probably, if I had to guess, probably 15 years ago, I came up with um, the lowest monthly payment guarantee. My father was a real estate broker and he told me something when I was younger and it always stuck with me. He basically told me that he believed that home buyers bought based on monthly payment. That they really focused in on, you know, my, their, the majority of people, and this exception is this, but the majority of people were like, can I afford this monthly payment? And that was what they used to determine whether or not they should buy the house. And If they liked the house, they would say, "What's the monthly payment?" and that's how they would make their buying decision. And so I really, I, that really hit me hard when I was a child. And so I, I, I thought about that a lot growing up. And then eventually, when I started doing some real estate brokerage stuff myself, I created this tool because I think he was right. I think that people did focus on monthly payment. And so I thought about what's the, what's the kind of like special thing I could offer a particular client of mine coming in wanting to work with me, and that was a lowest monthly payment guarantee. If they really like the property, how could we get that lowest how could we get that monthly payment down as low as possible so that they could buy the property or if they really love the property and the payment was already in there kind of like range how could we even get it down even more to minimize the monthly payment so that they can enjoy the house and have extra spending money and things of that nature. So, I came up with this lowest monthly payment guarantee, which is what a lot of this content is based off of because once you lower the monthly payment, then cash flow tends to improve. It's not the only way we can improve cash flow, but it is a major component of the kind of process. And so we will talk a lot about the lowest monthly payment guarantee and then the extra version I added on for real estate investors, which is the maximum cash flow guarantee. And so we'll look at all the other ways to improve income and, and maximize that part of the investment process and improve your overall cash flow. And I'm saying cash flow and cash now because as you will come to realize, we are focused on cash flow. But we also would consider, hey, what if I could get an extra, I don't know, 10000 or 20000 or $30,000 in the first year of owning the rental property, and that could look like cash flow to me. Even though it's technically not cash flow, it's a lump sum of money that you've acquired by purchasing this property. So we'll talk about that in detail too. So we'll go into how do you maximize cash flow and cash now. And then finally, I think it would be a shame. It would be bad if we talked about all these different things about buying properties and optimizing for our financial independence and thinking about different strategies and whether we should do different strategies or not and how to fund and finance deals and how to put together our dream team and what we should be doing and what our team members should be doing and how to analyze deals and think about all the different returns and then how to optimize all this cash flow if we didn't talk about risk because there are certain things we could do which would significantly in, in, increase the risk we have in doing that particular strategy and there are things that we could do that would significantly lower risk for a relatively small amount of difference in cash flow. So instead of getting an extra $50 a month in cash flow, but we could reduce our risk by half, that might be worthwhile. So we're gonna go into a lot of things about how to measure risk and then how to mitigate any dangers that we see coming. And there's some that we can mitigate really easily, some that we can't. And we'll talk a lot about those. But then how do we? limit our exposure or reduce the risk we have by using a variety of different methods, which we'll talk about when we get to the risk component. So those are the seven steps of buying rental property and we will be drilling down into those. Now how are we going to handle those? We are going to handle those by having about 20 different modules. And I'll just read through and tell you briefly what's in these. I want to warn you though, there's a tendency for people, I don't know if this is you or not, but there's a tendency for people to See the title of something and jump right to that thing. So, you might come in here, you know, after all the things are recorded, and you might say, You know, I really want to get to this maximum cash flow. And so, I'm going to skip the first 10 modules and I'm going to go listen to the maximum cash flow guarantee section. And yeah, you could probably benefit from listening to that. But I will tell you, you will get a lot more if you go through all the stuff in order. And I will also tell you that sometimes the least sexy sounding title of a module is maybe your most powerful tool for improving cash flow. I'll give you just one example. You're reading through this list, you know, which I'll go through in a second, and you get to one that says depreciation. You're like, oh, depreciation. Yeah, that's just a tax benefit for owning a rental property. It's a tax benefit the government gives you, and you have a rental property that says the value of the the building, not the land, but the value of the building is going to go down over time. It's going to depreciate, and so we can take this kind of like phantom credit on our taxes, this phantom cash flow, a uh, credit toward us, which we means we have to pay less in taxes, which means you get more money back. And you might think to yourself that doesn't seem super exciting. You know, I, I kind of know it's taxes. I mean, how exciting can that be? It turns out that is one of the more interesting topics for generating a big lump sum of money so and and that's, that's not the only example but well, that's one I'll point out to you that says hey look don't just skip to whatever you think is great all throughout these are going to be the different strategies of how to optimize cash flow how to reduce you know, different expenses and how to maximize income on certain areas or improve or, or, or do deal alchemy and move returns from one quadrant to the other quadrant, which we'll get into one of the modules is on that. So don't skip is what I'm trying to tell you. All right. So here are the 20 modules. Number one, intro. That's what we're in right now. Number two, we're going to go over what financial independence is called your financial independence. We'll define what it is mathematically so that you'll know all the different things that are included in financial independence. You'll also understand where you are and what you need to look like when you are financially independent. And that way you can make better decisions. You'll have clarity and you'll be able to make better decisions on should you buy this property this way or should you not buy this property? Maybe you should buy a different property a different way so that you can actually get to where you want to be. And so we'll talk about that. Then module number three, real estate investing strategies. We'll go through all the different strategies and talk about how some are better for different things depending on where you are and what the market's like and what you're doing and what what can optimize based on those different strategies. Then we'll talk about the funding uh, and down payments, so basically how to fund your deals, how to come up with down payments, how to think about down payments, how to raise money for down payments, how to optimize for down payments, whether you should save up more, put more down, or save up less and put less down. We'll talk a lot about all those different things and funding and down payments. That's number four. And then we'll talk about financing, all the different loan types and how to finance, pros and cons, and down payment stuff. Um, eventually we'll probably get into some th- things like, you know, what your return on investment is from paying down on the loan and which ones are optimal and, and how to kind of improve some of those things, how to improve cash flow on those. Um, and then we're going to go into the dream team and we'll have kind of three sections for dream team. Uh, we'll talk about real estate agents and brokers. We'll talk about lenders and we'll talk about property managers. There are more members of your dream team, but those are the three we'll primarily focus on. Then we're going to talk about the return quadrants. All the different areas of return, appreciation, cash flow, depreciation, debt pay down, and the return you're getting on reserves, how to kind of think about those, how taxes work with those, um, how we measure those in different ways from you know, return on initial investment to return on equity to return on true net equity. We'll go into a lot of detail on that. And then we'll talk about how to optimize that, especially optimizing toward that cash flow and also that kind of cash now side of that quadrant there. Then we'll go into analyzing deals. Then we'll go into deal alchemy. excuse me, deal alchemy is about moving returns from one quadrant to another. So would you be willing to trade some appreciation for cash flow? And if so, we could do some deal alchemy and manipulate our investment so that we get more cash flow and less appreciation as one example. So we'll talk about all that in deal alchemy. I'm going to mute myself and cough for one second. Okay, I'm back. Okay, so the next section is the lowest monthly payment guarantee. That's all the different ways we have for minimizing how much your monthly payment is on your rental property. And then the next module is maximum cash flow guarantee, which is how to optimize your income on the property combined with the lowest monthly payment guarantee in order to overall maximize cash flow. Then we're going to talk about that depreciation one. Again, don't skip that one. Uh, Don't do it. Uh, And then insurance, we'll talk about all the different ways to think about insurance, how to minimize insurance and why. Maybe you don't want to always minimize insurance, so sometimes it's worth paying for some stuff on there. We'll talk about insurance. Then we'll talk about straight up taxes for real estate investors. Talk about capital expenses, like making improvements to your property, like replacing a roof or adding an AC or a furnace or something like that. We'll talk about capital expenses and how we could optimize our investments for doing that. I've got a really amazing spreadsheet for that one, too. Uh, Then we're going to talk about warnings and risks kind of like what the dangers are of investing in real estate and then how to mitigate some of those. We'll talk about how to measure risk in the next one, um, like exactly how to measure this, not just on a individual property basis, but on an entire portfolio basis. If you're doing one strategy over and over and over again, you're buying 20% down rentals or you're buying uh, properties as a nomad, you're putting 5% down, moving into the property, living there for a year and then converting it to a rental and repeating that process so that you've only had to put minimal amount down in order to acquire those, You know, is that more risky than putting 20% down or 25% down and buying rental properties that way? Or is it more risky in some ways than investing in stocks or doing something else? So we'll be able to measure that risk. And then you can decide, is this strategy and the extra speed or higher standard of living um, worth that extra risk? And then you can do, you can decide that by learning how to measure risk. And we got a whole section on reserves. Reserves are really important. And so we got to talk about that in detail. And then we'll talk a little bit about asset protection. I'm not an attorney, and I'm not going to be like telling you exactly how to set up asset protection. We're going to have some discussions, and I will show you some frameworks that you'll want to go talk to your own attorney now that you'll have a really good understanding of how this helps you and how it hurts you and some things to consider as you go talk to the attorney and get yours set up. And then we'll wrap the whole thing up with a conclusion. So those are the 20 modules we've got coming. And then after that, once we get through all the 20 modules, we'll have the, the daily, mostly daily, Monday through Friday, uh, coaching sessions with little mini topics and then time for you to ask any questions you have about deal analysis or how this might apply to your specific situation so that we can actually get you buying this rental property in the next 90 days and have it help you move toward financial independence, even though prices are high and interest rates are high and those rents are lagging. We're going to really optimize your, your particular situation and get you to... Minimize your your monthly payment, your expenses on your property and maximize your cash flow, and be able to get that, that kind of like optimal strategy in place for you. Okay, so we'll do whatever we need to do in order to do that. And the individual daily things are your time to actually ask questions to implement and be able to, you know, take the concepts and apply them. It's different than just getting a book and reading about it. This is like your ability to have me assist you in answering any questions you have about your specific situation and apply it to you, okay? finally so this i'm not going to go over this now but cuz this is like what's covered in all the modules but it's a good visual to help you understand these are all the different ways to improve rental property cash flow and cash now okay so it covers kind of both there and i broke it down into like the stages so when you're searching for properties these are the strategies we tend to use utilize consider when we're doing that, these are all the strategies when you're doing financing on the property. These are the strategies when you are thinking about which strategy to use, like which investing strategy. You know, should I do buy and hold? Should I do nomad? Should I do house hacking? Should I do burr? Like all of these things, we'll talk about that. These are the strategies to consider about improving the property, how you can actually get better cash flow on your property by improving it. These are all the things to consider when you're marketing your property to rent. These are all the things to utilize when you own your property. And you are kind of like in steady state, not when you're doing your acquisition, not when you're selling your property, but during the ownership period. And then these are things when you're specifically renting the property, like things with with tenants primarily, okay? So we're going to go into all of these. They will be covered throughout in different sections. And then you'll kind of get a little bit of redundancy in some spots because some things get covered in more than one area. But if you've got questions about how to implement these for your specific situation, that's what the coaching is for. The daily sessions are for you to be able to say, okay, here's what I've got going on. What do you think about this? And then we'll kind of talk about your situation and kind of how to analyze it and how to look at it and what you might want to consider doing for that. Okay, that's all I got. That's the introduction. Stay tuned for the second session, which is going to be all about, I think we're going to do, yeah, your financial independence is what's coming up next. So stay tuned for that. Bye-bye for now. With home prices up, mortgage interest rates up and rents up but not quite enough to counteract the higher prices and interest rates cash flow on rental properties in wista is harder than ever book a call with the real estate financial planner to apply our proprietary 88 strategies to improve cash flow on your rentals see the show notes for a link to schedule your call and improve your cash flow today if you're a real estate agent